Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. So we have another new person on the podcast. Uh, I'm still going to do these intros, and this time it's for Ashley. Now, I originally met Ashley, I believe, as a freshman in college, and bear with me, my memories as a freshman are a bit hazy for good reason. I want to forget it, and I was drunk, but mostly because I want to forget it. Uh, And I remember playing volleyball outside of Robinson Hall at the freshman dorms. Uh, Robinson's still there. Volleyball courts probably aren't, because I know that they built brand new, way better dorms that I didn't get to live in. Uh, anyways, I dated one of her friend's sweet mates. So I was dating Tara. Friend was Plants, who soon to be on the pod, hopefully. Um, and I was dating her freshman year. And we also just had some uh, intertwining friend, friend groups and all that stuff. And just overlapping stories that I don't really remember and honestly are not that important. Uh, we would see each other at parties and our friend groups would commonly overlap. Thanks to Tim, as you know him, his parties and also playing volleyball. Uh, again, irrelevant, except for the apparent impression I left on Ashley. About three-ish, maybe two-ish years ago, before I moved to Portland, I vividly remember going to Founders with Plants, and I ended up talking to Ashley and Marissa again, and somebody else hopefully onto the pod. Now, at this point, I feel like there had been more years that went by knowing each other than conversations exchanged. One of my favorite quotes from Ashley that day at Founders was, Marky, I really thought you were a dick. But now I don't know why we're friends. And now, well, we are friends. Uh, And also, she wasn't wrong about me being a dick at all. Uh, Probably still am. And it's completely justified. Uh, Before I moved to Portland, though, uh, Ashley and her friend group became kind of my go-to group to hang out with. Uh, I joined their weekly or more or less daily ventures to Fulton Street Pub for Pickleback Shots. Um, some of their bar crawls that they organized were outrageous. The stupid fun theme house parties were even more fun. The holiday parties, all the drinking, all that stuff, uh, I could go on and on about. Uh, but for a lot of people you meet in college, the friendship kind of tapers off after the drinking stops. But as evident by this, I'm always doing some dumb creative project. And for a minute, and probably still a little bit to this day, I thought that Ashley was just you know too cool to be involved in this. Um, eventually I built up the nerve to ask her to voice a character in my never released cartoon, Bark Park 3. Since then, Ashley has not only been involved in some of my stupid little projects, but is one of my go-tos if I have anything silly or fun for she's so open and also super honest and not afraid to shit at me a little bit. And our styles kind of align with what we're looking at. And yeah, um, I've been so lucky to have her voice my cartoons, draw my cartoons, give me notes on my short, uh, being artist involved in my skate company, and now be a voice on this podcast. So please welcome Ashley. everyone so currently i'm driving 
I'm in Illinois. I'm back home visiting my family. And I'm driving what feels like the entire stretch of Route 47. So I, I feel like if you're from the burbs, well, the western, northern burbs of Chicago, you know Route 47. Like, it's long as hell. It's only two lanes. And, well, it's one lane. Like, two lanes, like, going back and forth. And it just, you go, like, 50 the whole entire time. So I had seven more miles to go on this road, so I figured I might as well just record these random thoughts that are going through my brain on this uh, mindless drive. So I was actually just in Home Goods with my sister, and every time I go into Home Goods or TJ Maxx, I always see, and I'm sure you all know about it, I'm just going to describe it, and I'm sure you'll guess. So every it's a piece of decor. It's white. It's always white. It's ceramic, usually. And it always has one word written on it in black. And, you know, it's print. It's not cursive. It's not fancy. It's not anything. And typically what it is, you'll see like a plate, and it'll say the word plate on it. Now, if you've guessed who was the creator of these atrocious items, uh, it is, in fact, Ray Dunn. You were correct if you guessed Ray Dunn. So I'm here to talk about these fucking items because they drive me insane. And there's really there's really no reason. Like, Ray Dunn didn't, like, call me one day and tell me that I'm, like, a total asshole or anything like that. She didn't, like, make out with my boyfriend or anything really like that. I just cannot stand this stuff because... It takes zero creativity to create a line of home decor that is just a white whatever it is, and it just says whatever that item is on it. So you'll find Ray Dunn has a picture frame, and it says, like, frame. Or she has a plate, and it says plate. A fork that says fork. A spoon that says spoon. Um, other things are like spatulas, maybe like a spatula that says spatula or a bucket that says bucket. And I, there's, you know, there's two reasons why this makes me so irrationally angry. And the first is like the fact that it lacks all creativity to make this shit. Like it doesn't even have a color to it. It's literally just black and white. And just a word written in basic-ass font. I can write like that. I, I can do that. And that leads me into, like, my second reason why it makes me so upset is the fact that I didn't fucking think of doing this. Like, this whole minimalist movement of having, like, neutral colors and, like, not a lot of things and items that aren't busy with designs and stuff. Like, she's totally abusing the consumer like she not even abuse she's not even abusing I shouldn't call it abuse she's just totally like utilizing the fact that people will fall for the stupidest shit and buy it and you know I hate her for it but I also am super jealous and I respect her in that sort of way so you know it drives me insane instead of shopping at home goods if I had come up with this I wouldn't be shopping at home goods. I'd be shopping at fucking Pottery Barn, you know? I wouldn't have to see. That's probably the thing, too. She doesn't even think about it. She just poops it, poops it out, and 
you know, she's shopping at all these fancy ass places, I'm sure, because she's making so much money. So she doesn't even have to see her like stupid ass work. You know what I mean? So there's no consequences for her. It's not like she has to see it every day and be like, God, you know, I'm so embarrassed that I'm making so much money off this stupid shit. She's just like, yeah, I'll just poop it out. I never have to see it again. Like, it doesn't even matter. And I'll just get all the money for it. So it, ah, that could be me. That could be you. That could be your brother. Anybody who has the capability to write in print. So I, I think it's crazy, you know. People fucking love that stuff. They they collect it. I know people who collect ray gun items and they get super excited about it. And it just blows my mind. You know, people are just so weird and just so... Some people just aren't creative with stuff and just go with the flow. And, it you know, it just blows my mind. I don't want to say it's basic because being basic isn't bad. Like, liking Starbucks is not bad. Like, Starbucks is basic because it's fucking good. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you're judging me. It's delicious, okay? I love the cold brew. I love the nitro foam cold brew. It's so fucking good. And if you don't like that shit, then you're crazy. But anyways, you know, it's basic in the worst way. Like, it's just, there's no creativity. And... You know, maybe she was just like, I'm going to make something so stupid obvious and see if it works. And, you know, it might work. And if it doesn't, it's fine. It didn't take a lot of money. didn't take a lot of time to come up with this. I literally just took a vase and wrote the word vase on it, and that was the prototype. Took it to Shark Tank, and people loved it. Blows my mind, man. And that's kind of my, that's kind of my thoughts on Ray Dunn. Every time I... If you've ever been to either of those stores with me, either Home Goods or TJ Maxx, where all of her stuff is, you will know that I see it. I I, te- I typically like will pick it up, just look at it for a minute, and go, "Oh my god, I can't fucking believe this!" And then I put it back, and then I'm just mildly upset. <laughs> so maybe that's a little crazy of me. I don't know, but those are my thoughts on that, and I, you know, I just felt like sharing them, so there you go, Ray Dunn, the worst, but also the best, because she, she fucking did it, whatever. Soldier, soldier. I can never say soldier, right? I, it has something to do with my little stutter that I grew up with. But regardless, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I hated it. Um, if you are planning on watching it, um, I think you should go watch it. Form your own opinion. But if you don't want spoilers, please fast forward till the end of this rant that might go over. So I think it sucks ass. Uh, first off, these are two characters that I would say the majority of people don't really care about. I mean, I mostly cared about Bucky or the uh, Falcon just because he was just because I like Captain America so much. Not really because I like them all that much. I like them as side characters with Captain America. And my biggest quarrel, and I'll go through some of the nitty gritty stuff, is uh, it's, I just don't care about these characters, but. 
why so I'm looking at these characters and both of them let's be honest aren't like super well fleshed out and they have their own weaknesses whatever but why didn't Iron Man just make these guys suits like all the non-superheroes should have gotten Iron Man-esque suits um it's pretty well established that uh Stark Industries or Tony Stark you know before he died um he can make Iron Man suits like willy-nilly like look at Iron Man 3 I mean he just had so many suits and he even made Hulk a fucking suit. So it's not like, Oh, we just can't get around Hawkeye's biceps right now with fucking Iron Man suit. Like black widow, winter soldiers, Falcon, all should have suits. Hawkeye included like suited to whatever they're going to do. But so that, I don't know, a pistol doesn't kill them. All right. So the, the whole thing sets up, with Falcon just, you know, doing a fight scene, which, you know, it's cool. Like, it's really cool. Uh, special effects are on point. And there's nothing really wrong with it, but it just doesn't really mean anything to me because he just wins the fight. And we've seen Falcon fight like this before, so you're not really showing us anything new. Um, during this fight, I had a couple of problems. Uh, first off, the evil dude, who uh, is well-established, has a gun, does a super badass jump-off-the-wall kick, and it looks really cool when he kicks Falcon in the head, or wherever. Uh, and now we have established that Falcon does not have an Iron Man suit. It's obviously like Stark Tech, but he does not have a suit. So this evil dude, like I said, has a gun. He has proved that he is ruthless and has killed pilots and shot in the plane all, all over the place and killed people. Falcon is standing with his back to the evil dude, and he goes, dope-ass kick. Murder the dude. Shoot him in the back of the head. I, I don't get that. He, he's the main guy stopping their plans, and he's like, nah. And then Falcon, you know, saves the day, all that stuff, super badass move. It looks great. Like, I'm not dogging that. But then at the end, the army dude who's kind of talking to him about, you know, getting close to Libya airspace at the end of it, there's just him jumping on a car all excited, like, woohoo, Falcon 1. First off, that shit was lame. It was super lame. But he had a whole squad, a whole bunch of other people in the car, a whole bunch of other cars behind him, and then he's just alone in the desert. There's either two things that happen. Oh, shit, we forgot to film the reaction shot so that 12-year-olds feel included in how they react. Or... They spent all their money on the dope-ass special effects on the fight scene that they couldn't afford to just digitally put in, like, three or four more little uh, cars or whatever. Uh, on the top of that, Falcon's goggles are just stupid-looking. I don't like his suit. Like, the wings are cool, and the little uh, thing that flies off, it's cool, but the goggles, they're not cool. Uh, moving on to Winter Soldier. <sighs> The therapist scene, without establishing why in why writing in the notebook is a bad thing or something, they just assume that us as watchers should think that's funny. And I don't want to dog the actor, but he's not like Tony Stark or Spider-Man or even Captain America or Thor where he's supernaturally charming. He's kind of just like a like, you know, just like a darker dude and that and you should play into that. And also, what's up with the crazy angular shots, like, right on their fucking temple? Uh, it, it's on Bucky. Then If it's on Bucky, then we're getting, like, close and personal, but it's still uncomfortable, so I get that. But they used it so much. And on the therapist constantly. Maybe they're going to use the therapist for something else, but whatever. 
like later on reveal why they're doing that. But as I show with some of the other details that they just blatantly exclude, I doubt that they're being that smart with it. Um, and then they use those super wide angle, almost Wes Anderson-esque uh, to show him with the trees and stuff. And like, I kind of get that, that we're not that close to him, all that stuff. But it just didn't show why we needed that besides it just being art, like aesthetically good looking. Uh, the Good Place does this in the beginning, the everything's everything's gonna be fine when she gets to the Good Place, but they use that super wide to show that she's way out of her depth and and she is so misplaced and it's, it's done really well. Um, and then moving back to Falcon when he's at the bank, uh, I actually do appreciate this. Um, they show, they ask the question, how, like, do these heroes make their money? Which is a super interesting question. And he kind of answers it with some government contract stuff, goodwill. But, like, it is interesting. I hope they dive into that more. Um, but after they walk out of the bank, him and his sister, his sister has a folder that was well-established, has her all her financials in it. And she just throws it into the bed of a truck. Hey, that's not where you throw important documents. That, that's going to rustle around. I mean, there's a reason why your finances are a mess because clearly you don't value any kind of organization system. But the second thing is she throws it in the bed of the truck. Then they, the net, like no cuts, anything like that, opens up the truck, takes the boxes of food. Where she threw the folder? Where's the folder? I, she didn't place it in there. She threw it in there. And then there's no folded, no papers there. Just so, it just, I know it's a little detail, but it's just, it's, it makes me very upset that they just didn't even go, fuck it. Let's just cut out the scene of her throwing the thing and just say, where did it go? Because whatever. And then, all right, now back to Winter Soldier. Uh, the old Asian guy that was somewhat interesting because it almost, almost immediately contradicts the therapist who says, you don't see anybody, you don't talk to anybody, even though he gets lunch with this guy every Wednesday. I know it's just one thing, but it's just like, he could have been like, well, I have a friend, you know, whatever. I get that he's secretive. But, and I love how they also just don't give a fuck about suspense. They immediately give away that the old Asian guy is the guy's dad who he killed, which is like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, Like, yeah, maybe that's setting up for a longer term thing, but like his reveal and leaving the date and all that stuff, whatever. Um. Also, the internet group that the younger guy uh, who was celebrating Falcon, uh, just doing that research in, I just don't, it, it could have been cool, but I just think it was lame and, and lazy. Uh, like, they had all the masks, they did the whole, like, internet thing, but then all they did was just, like, a super simple guy leaves the bank with money, gives it to somebody else, leaves. Like, it wasn't complicated or, like, unique. It was just super, like, basic and they almost were trying to set it up as a being like a more complicated thing and maybe it will be but it just didn't it didn't give a good first impression and the guy with the the money was like he was just super strong like there was nothing else super unique he didn't have any other powers he's just kind of strong and i'm sure that guy will like be captain america or something but um and then he, like, kicks that police officer, kicks him, like, across the street and hits, like, a pole. And it's like, okay, so he's super strong. That's his thing. But then he fucking kicks this kid in the face, in in the temple. Like, and it didn't look like he was, like, trying to restrain himself. So we can kick a guy across the street. Can't kill that kid with the boot right to the head. Okay. 
And then, then and as we dwindle this down, Falcon was sad about Captain America, which, which yes, Captain America does look stupid and silly. I don't even need to get into why that's a thing, but I'm sure there's a point. But I get that he could have became him. He was like, oh, no, it's only for Steve. But I don't know. It just I didn't care about it all dwindles down to this. I didn't care about the characters. So I didn't care that Falcon was like, oh, no, I was like, why are you bitching about? I, I, don't, I don't care. And so it kind of that's like my main point. I know it's the first episode and I'm very quick to judge, but it just didn't seem like they took the time or care with this, and especially with two characters that aren't super widely loved. I feel like you have to take extra care and extra time at doing something like this. Um, and a good example is WandaVision. Uh, see, I kind of forgot about these two heroes, uh, but they're very, very interesting characters. And while the first episode was like super odd and kind of slow, uh, it at least put me in a world where I had so many questions. And I wanted the answers to because they're interesting characters. I forgot that Vision was dead. So I was like, oh, yeah, there's Norman. I was like, wait, Vision's dead. And had answers. I was like, wait, where are they going with this? With Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon, I don't care where it's going. I guess it's going to be around, you know, Captain America being not Captain America. But, yeah. And then the other thing is I could, I'll probably go into another podcast about this because I'm 10 minutes. Oh, shit. WandaVision, amazing idea, super unique, but the ending was shit, and I'll talk about that later.